time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Welcome back to another edition of the Retirement Roadmap. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Glenn Mosseller, registered financial consultant, founder, and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. We're online at roadmapfinancial.com. On today's show, we're going to be talking about late bloomers in retirement and the opportunities that you have. Maybe you're close to retirement and you think you don't have nearly enough money saved, but we're going to talk about some of the reasons why the news maybe is not as bad as you think. Because good news, as you get closer to retirement, there are other things you can take advantage of and additional opportunities that weren't available to you maybe in your younger years. We're going to see how you can take advantage of those things on today's show. Glenn, you ready to walk people through this? Let's do it, Walter. All right, very good. Uh, We've got five tips for you. Tip number one is to explore your opportunity for catch-up contributions. What are those, Glenn, and and how do we take advantage of that? Right, Walter. Well, I mean, what we're really kind of talking about there is, is, you know, once you turn age, you know, 50 and you're 50 or over, there's the opportunity to put additional funds into your IRAs, your Roth IRAs. If you've got a 401k at work, there's catch-up provisions there. Those are even larger numbers of, you know, what you can, of what you can get set aside, you know, and then put uh, to, you know, to your retirement years. And certainly, I mean, for the vast majority of folks, you know, when they're 50 and over, you know, typically in most cases, they're in their prime earning years, right? And so, and, and also, you know, some of the expenses that they had earlier on in life with kids going to college and different things like that, you know, some of the, some of that pressure might be lifted off. And so, you know, it's not uncommon to, to be kind of a, you know, somebody who's, it's like, a, hey, I've got to catch up. And so, you know, that's kind of what these provisions are there for in the different retirement accounts. And so you want to make sure that you're, you know, that you're putting it, you know, that money away, you get that extra opportunity to put more away, you know, once you reach age 50. And, the, you know, one of the big keys here is, is to really kind of take a look and see and start doing this planning early in terms of, you know, what is what is your retirement tax picture going to look like? Because you don't want to necessarily overfund, you know, uh, one sort of a taxable account, and and that and that and that might sound kind of crazy. It's like, well, what do you mean overfund? It's like, how can, is it possible to to save too much? And it's it's not really possible to save too much, but it's but it is possible to save too much in any one particular type of account. In other words, you know, you want to have some diversification in not only in terms of your, you know, what what kind of assets are you holding in your in your portfolio and in your accounts, but also what, what is going to be the tax nature of those? You know, is there, you know, what's the right mix is, you know, in terms of tax-free retirement, thinking in terms of, you know, you know, possibly Roth contributions, whether it be Roth 401k or Roth IRA, what's the right mix in terms of, you know, in, in terms of tax deferral, you know, putting money into the traditional IRA or, or, or 401k where that scenario where you, it's money's going in there pre-tax and it's going to be subject to taxation, on, you know, as it's coming out, you know, when you're, when you're taking distributions and a lot of folks, you know, don't really fully grasp the, the, you know, that, that one is not necessarily better than the other. I mean, obviously everybody likes the idea of having, of having tax-free income, you know, and, you know, in retirement and, you know, and that makes the, the Roth very attractive and very useful. But at the same time, you know, if you put every single penny of everything that you've got into tax-free, then when you when you reach retirement 
then you, you know, when you actually take a look at the tax return, there's these things called deductions. And if you don't have any, if you don't have any adjusted gross income, then there's nothing to deduct. And in, in essence, you, you end up losing deductions that you could have had. So you want to have the right mix. You want to have, you know, some money that, that is going to be subject to taxation, but you'd like to largely offset a lot of that with deductions. And you don't want to let those deductions go to waste. So it's, it's really important to kind of realize what's the right mix of that. And, you know, and if you and if that's something that's unfamiliar to you and that's and, and you're not, you know, getting that from your advisor, that's something you want to maybe explore a little bit more with, you know, figuring out, well, who, who do I need to talk to to make sure that I'm, I'm putting the, the right amounts away? Because you can come pretty doggone close to just mathematically figuring out what's the right amount to put in each of those tax buckets. And and it's not all that complicated, but it is something that you want to have some precision to. And, you know, and you want to make sure that you're that you're that you're not over. You, know, you don't want to create a tax bomb in, in your in your retirement years. In other words, you want to make sure that, that, that you have the right amount there so you, you can take advantage of your deductions and, and also not overpay in taxes, if that makes sense, Walter. Tax bomb is a very volatile term, Glenn, but uh, it's, it's, it's one that we definitely don't want sitting in our portfolio. That's right. Not, right. not really a bomb of any kind. So that's good. That's good. Uh, so yeah, catch-up contributions, definitely a great place to look if you are one of retirement's late bloomers from that savings standpoint. Now, there's some other good news that often happens around this time of life for folks. Well, I guess maybe it's emotionally difficult to deal with for some parents, but typically you get kids coming off the payroll a little bit more. And it happens, I think, in more ways than people realize, Glenn. Well, no, that's right, Walter. I mean, you know, when you when you start thinking about the kids growing up and getting out on their own, yeah, obviously, I mean, there's benefits and, you know, you enjoy the family and, and, and all that's there. But at the same time, every every parent knows that the, you know having kids is, is an expensive thing, right? And if they go all the way through college and so forth, and you know, depending upon how much you're helping them with that, I mean, it, it just like it, it just it seemingly goes on and on and on. And so as they become you know more adults and can become more and more self sufficient, you know, that, then it's normally kind of things start to taper off, right? But once they get out of college, you know, a lot of those larger expenses you know start to taper down. But but they you know, I still see situations where, you know, folks are still helping their kids with maybe cell phone bills or their car insurance or health insurance and those kinds of things. And, you know, and eventually, you know, we, you know, you reach a point where it's like, okay, that, that really tapers off and completely goes away for, for most folks. And so that creates a scenario where maybe you don't have more income, but you have more disposable income because it's not spoken for. And so that gives you the ability to, you know, to be able to put more away and, and, and maybe kind of looping back to the idea of what we were just talking about with those catch-up provisions, because there's just there's more money that's available to to set aside for for retirement. You know, and it could go into those retirement accounts. You could be looking at, you know, possibly funding some other other types of accounts for retirement again, you know, kind of keeping the end in mind, you know, and, and how and how is the most efficient way to save it for retirement and that's uh, those are other conversations but I think everybody kind of gets the idea that that you know when you're in your when you're in those years you know 50 and over and you know you're getting closer and closer to retirement you know you you typically are going to have you know your peak earning years and some of those expenses that were there before start to you know start to subside and you know and th- and that's a good thing in terms of trying to get more money set aside for retirement because everybody knows it's it's better to start saving early 
and a lot of people do, but but oftentimes it's like you find you kind of feel like you're behind, and and but yet at the same time you know you, you've got you've got obligations that you have to you have to take care of now, so it's kind of a little harder. But as you get older, then sometimes you know with 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 the different things that happen, particularly with the kids, you know, and and, and some of that money not being spoken for any longer, it gives you the opportunity to. Uh, to kind of catch up, so to speak. All great points there, Glenn. And uh, hopefully already we've covered a lot of ground just in two points about late bloomers. And so if you are still saving for retirement and you're feeling like maybe you're a little bit behind, a couple of things to help you out on today's show. One, those catch-up contributions. Two, remember that kids are coming off the payroll, which puts more money back in your pocket. And three, speaking of more money back in your pocket, hopefully we've got some disappearing debt starting to happen and accumulate or decumulate, I guess, on how you look at it, Glenn. No, you're exactly right, Walter. And it's just for some of the some of the reasons we were just talking about earlier. You know, you're in your prime earning years. You know, the kids are you know coming off the payroll, quote unquote. You know, and and so now it's just like you know, you've got you've got the ability to put more money you know aside for retirement. But if you've got some, you know, sometimes there's student loans or there's credit card debt or different things, You know, maybe car loans, those kinds of things. You know, a lot of times you can largely start to reduce or eliminate that. And again, it you know then, then you create a scenario where you're getting more prepared for you know for retirement so you don't have that overhead so to speak that that's there that's speaking for you know a lot of a lot of the dollars in your in your monthly budget if you know as as those as those things begin to diminish then it becomes easier and easier to start entertaining the idea of retirement and retirement income planning and and all that all that that comes in with that you know some of that pressure gets relieved so to speak yeah, another great point there, Glenn. So we want more of these things coming off the books. Uh, debt, definitely one of those big ones. Now, for those who might be, um, it, it doesn't necessarily, I guess, have to be when someone's in a pinch, Glenn, uh, but this could be a strategy used when when that might be the case. But it also just might be reality. It might just be what happens with somebody. And that's when it comes to the home and the need or the desire to downsize it can often turn into a financial windfall or at least improve a financial situation. Well, that's exactly right, Walter. And a lot of folks do that, right? There's a variety of different ways that, you know, that the house is, um, you know, can either, you know, be more expensive or less expensive or be a resource, right? I mean, the, the vast majority of folks out there that are, that are, you know, 50 and over, and you're kind of think, starting to think a little bit more and more about retirement. There's, you know, a lot of times, you know, housing wealth is overlooked, but there's oftentimes a, you know, a sizable amount of equity, you know, in, in folks' homes. And, you know, how you deal with that is, is important, you know, as well as, you know, mortgage payments, right? You know, what is that going to look like? You know, and there's different strategies as to whether or not you want to have a mortgage, you know, or not. A lot of folks just say, you know what, I just want to have my house completely paid off. Other folks say, you know, well, I, I, you know, I heard about this reverse mortgage. Is there something to that? You know, and for some people that that might be a a good strategy for others, it might not, right? Depending, there's, there's a lot of variables there, but how, how that money that is, that is tended to either go into the house or is continuing to go into the house will matter in terms of that, that that cash flow and thinking in terms of retirement and how to position that. It's like, it's like if you can kind of think in terms of, I mean, if you were able to reduce or eliminate, you know, a mortgage payment and you had, you know, five to 10 years to to redirect that money elsewhere, it can make a big difference in terms of what, what things are start to start to look like as, as far as, as your retirement plans and what your retirement cash flow might could look like. As well as just like, not only is, is your house, 
you know, a financial piece of the overall puzzle, but it's just like, what kind of a lifestyle are you going to want to have? You know, I mean, some folks that had lots of kids, you know, they might want to reduce down and have, you know, a smaller home, you know, and others might, it might stay the same, but you know, it's, but it is something to think about because it's one of your largest financial assets. And, and typically there, there are significant assets and resources and, you know, an equity there that, um, that, that needs to be thought about in terms of your overall planning. You know, what do you, what do you want to do? Where do you want to live? And, and, um, you know, can that money be used for other things? Sometimes, you know, folks downsize or they move to a different part of the country where things are less expensive. And suddenly it's like, well, Hey, I can have the house that I want with this. And, and I, when we've got this much cash left over, so it, it can, it can vary all over the place from having that kind of a scenario to eliminating a payment to anything and everything in between. But, but don't forget to, to have that be part of that conversation and part of that planning process because it, it's not an insignificant piece. All good points up and down the board here, Glenn. So let's get to tip number five, and that would be something that seems to be more popular these days, and it comes in different forms, but that would be a twilight career. So just because you're at the end of maybe your career, your working years, as you kind of, you know, the old way of looking at those, more and more people are picking up twilight careers, which can provide a drastic bump or help to a retiree's plan. Right. Well, no, I mean, I, I, you know, I've worked with a number of folks that, that kind of transition, right? That it's not necessarily just a cold turkey. This is like, just like, okay, I'm, I'm retiring and that's the end, right? There's a, a lot of folks that will, that will move to maybe part-time. Maybe they work for the same company and they become such a resource to the company that the, 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 the company is like, hey, wait, wait a minute. We don't really want you to completely go away. You know, can you would you entertain the idea of, you know, of, of, of working, you know, working with us or training somebody? And, you know, maybe that's just a part time thing or sometimes it actually, you know, you end up retiring, leaving the company and then they hire you back as a consultant. You know, I've seen that scenario happen a variety of different times. My best friend from high school and college, you know, his his father, you know, worked for the you know Virginia um, you know, Department of Transportation and retired from that but his you know his skill set was such that he was actually able to go out as a consultant and he consulted with you know a lot of contractors and whatnot and he actually did as well or better in doing that than he did you know in, in terms of just working you know for you know for the state and he had more flexibility and control over his schedule. So, and he did that for a number of years and it was just like, it was, it was kind of a nice thing to be able to do. It was friendly to the lifestyle as well as to the pocketbook. So there's a lot of different scenarios out there for a variety of people by just kind of opening up the, you know, the, the possibilities and thinking a little bit outside the box. Some people are just ready to quit, but other folks are like, you know what, I, I kind of want to retire, but, but I want to stay active and do things. And so everybody's a little different and that's something to kind of think about and, you know, and, and and, and take some time to to explore diff- different possibilities that you might have. Great thoughts, Glenn, and hopefully you picked up some good information on today's show as you were listening. If you've got questions for Glenn about anything you heard, please reach out and give him a call at 336-291-3535, 336-291-3535. Glenn's a registered financial consultant, and he is the founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. You can also schedule a time to visit Glenn by visiting your computer or your smartphone at roadmapfinancial.com. Click on free consultation at the bottom of the page, and you can schedule right there. No matter where you are, Glenn can meet with you virtually, or you can come in in person to the office in Greensboro, North Carolina, if you prefer as well. Again, questions, 
comments, you want to get in touch to set up a visit, go to RoadmapFinancial.com, and that'll have you in really good shape to help you achieve your financial goals, get to where you want to be, start having that important conversation about retirement and your future. For Glenn Mosseller, I'm Walter Storholt. We'll look forward to talking to you again next week for another edition of the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Podcast.